Hello and welcome to this episode of the Patient Safety Podcast, where we'll be finding out more about the Patient Safety Incident Response Framework, or PSERF for short. PSERF is set to start being introduced to the NHS in England from spring 2022 as a replacement to the Serious Incident Framework and is a key part of the NHS Patient Safety Strategy. So today I'm joined by Tracy Herlihy and Lauren Mosley from the National Patient Safety Team, who have been leading on the PSERF development project to explain more about the programme and what to expect as we head towards the launch in spring. So welcome, Tracy and Lauren. Do you want to start by quickly introducing yourselves? Yep, great. Thanks so much, James. Yeah, hi, everyone. My name is Tracy Herlihy. I'm the Head of Patient Safety Incident Response Policy at NHS CNI, and I'm working really closely with Lauren on the PSERF that we're really excited to talk to you today about. Hi everybody, I'm, I'm Lauren Mosley. I'm Head of Patient Safety Implementation and as Tracy just said, I'm working really closely with her on the testing and development of, of PSERF um, and I've worked closely on serious incident management processes and systems since joining the, the patient safety team um, at LHSE and I, so it's really exciting to be here talking about PSERF. Great. So, Lauren, do you want to kick off and tell us a bit about what PSERF is and what it sets out to achieve? Yeah, thanks, James. Yeah, we have to go back in time a bit. Um, to So it was about 2015-16, not long after we published the Serious Incident Framework, actually, that we realised we had some real challenges around um, how patient safety incidents were being responded to and serious incidents more specifically. And this was because we were hearing from patients and families and staff about their experiences of the SI investigation process. Often people sort of describe feeling that that was a closed and quite defensive process and not one that actually supported learning and improvement as it was intended to do. At the same time, um, there were some quite high profile public reports produced by the CQC, the Parliamentary Health Ombudsman and the Public Administration Select Committee and others that uh, gave us insight about the quality of investigation and, and the experience that those affected were having. Added to that, we also knew that there was a huge amount of resource being spent on doing these investigations within organisations, but we weren't seeing a return on that investment in terms of sustainable change and improvement. So. That kind of suggested we had a we had some real challenges around this process, um, and it, that led us to design and undertake a public engagement um, activity to look at the causes of these problems and to understand or to try and understand what we could do to address them. So I won't go into all of the details of that public engagement because they've already been published several years ago, um, but but the, some of the some of the underlying problems, if you like, were that generally investigators in the NHS didn't have time or the skills or training to do investigation. It's an incredibly difficult job to do. And generally, uh, NHS staff were doing this on top of day jobs without any dedicated training or time to do it. Um, It was also seen as more of a performance management tool than a learning and improvement tool. So often the numbers of serious incidents were used as a was a was used as a, as a measure of performance. Um, we had targets like the um, completion of serious incidents within 60 days and that became the focus rather than the quality of investigation um, and how well we supported and involved those in fact affected by serious incidents. 
So we used all that knowledge from the public engagement to think about how we could change current processes. And it was it, it was that information that um, led us to PSERF. We realised we couldn't just change the serious incident framework slightly and that we almost had to start again with the redesign of a of a new approach, um, which is which is what PSERF is intended to be. So I think if we try and summarise it, there are four key um, things that PSERF hopes to achieve. So the first one, obviously, is the improved experience of those affected, so patients, families and staff. There are some really clear expectations about what we mean by involvement and support um, and, and how how we can help those affected by by patient safety incidents um, as part of the investigation or incident response process. The second is that we would we would love the NHS to to adopt a more proportionate and effective response to patient safety incidents. So the serious incident framework currently has some relatively blunt rules around what should and shouldn't be defined as a serious incident and therefore what then gets investigated. And that tends to be really focused on specific definitions of harm which cause problems in themselves. They're subjective. You have to apply judgment and they often cause lots of argument and debate. So what we would like to move towards is um, a more proportionate, sensitive, considered approach where organisations look at their patient safety issues, their patient safety incidents and think about where there is the biggest opportunity for learning based on risk, based on what they what level of understanding there is about the incidents what improvement work is already on what excuse me what improvement work is already happening um, and therefore what response would be most appropriate an investigation might be one response but there are so many different methods that you can use to gather insight um, and inform improvement from a patient safety incident Uh, it doesn't have to be an investigation and that brings me on to the, the third point as well, that we hope the SIF allows um, the NHS to use a, a greater and better range of methods to support that insight gathering and learning. So under the SIF, the focus was all on RCA. And if the incident met a certain threshold, an RCA would follow. Now we're trying to be much broader and more inclusive. So we're looking across a broader range of patient safety incidents, but also thinking about which tools we can apply to gather insight in relation to those incidents to inform improvement. And the other uh, key change is that we're trying to strengthen the governance and oversight processes. This is a really fundamental change um, within the PSERV. So under the SIF, we had providers completing their serious incident investigation reports, they would go up to the CCG for sign off. Often there was a sort of back and forth uh, marking of that individual report, often duplication in the system as well, because uh, CQC or um, NHSE and I regional colleagues would want sight of that report. There was a lot of focus on individual investigation reports, lots of conversations around how to tweak or improve those incident reports but at the very end of the process where actually there's really limited opportunity 
to to change how an investigation has been undertaken. If you've got real gaps in your approach, it's, it's difficult to change it at the end without completely redoing it. So under PSIRF, we're asking, well, what will be integrated care system leads of, of the future to take a, a broader look at, a, around the strength of systems and processes for patient safety incident response, rather than looking at individual investigation reports. So the questions that ICS leads will be asking are much broader. Um, and there will also be a, a fundamental part of, of the planning uh, process, which we'll probably describe in, in detail in, in a little while. But as I was describing before, under the SIF, you assessed every incident to see if it met a certain threshold. And if it did, you would respond with an RCA. Under PSEF, we're asking people, or asking organisations, sorry, to look across their incident profile, identify where there are key issues and the incidents associated with that, what improvement activity is, is ongoing, um, what level of understanding there is actually about that incident, and therefore how you should respond that all comes together as part of a planning process, which we've called the patient safety incident response planning process. And it's really important that the provider and the ICS and other key stakeholders are involved in that process. And it is a really involved process. And I think our early adopters would, would say the same, that the, the time it takes to come together to understand or to identify and to understand risks and to think about what type of response is going to be needed and how that will inform overarching improvement plans for that organisation. Um, it's, it's a big task, it's an involved task, but actually really meaningful because it's much more holistic. Um, and within that, you can start to identify what capacity you have for responding to incidents. So do you have trained investigators do they have time to do investigation? What other types of responses are you going to use? Do you have recognised methods for doing those, whether it's after action reviews, debriefs? Um, that all becomes part of that conversation so that the plan is a really comprehensive one around incident response, not just how we identify isolated incidents related to um, specific definitions of harm and then when an RCA would, would follow. So the relationship is very different between a provider and commissioner. It's much more collaborative. Um, it's much more inclusive in the way they look at data. Um, and I think this is one of the, the areas where we're starting to see some real benefits around uh, improved relationships, improved culture and the information that's coming through the PSERF route not being seen in a kind of punitive performance management space, but genuinely about learning and improvement. That's great. Thanks very much for that. Uh, it sounds like a fantastic project that's really going to make a big difference, um, not only to the, the learning that we get from patient safety incidents, but also the kind of work process and the way that organisations are working together around this. So, yeah, it'll have a really positive impact on the, on the NHS and patient safety. And you touched there about um, the early engagement work that was done to develop the introductory version of the PSERF, which has been available since, I think, March 2020 when that was first published. And I know that since then we've gone on to work um, with some early adopters to kind of test that introduction version of the of the PSA. Um, so Tracy, can you go on and talk a little bit more about that work with early adopters and some of the findings um, that you've you've gathered from that? 
Yeah, yeah, no problem. So, yeah, we have um, so we have 24 early adopters that we've been working with since um, March 2020, like you said, when the introductory framework was launched. Um, so out of these um, 24, 18 of them are provider organizations from a range of different sectors. So from acute mental health, out of hours, the ambulance service and prison healthcare as well. And then alongside these, we have um, the CCGs and regional leads and we have three patient partners involved in the program as well. Um, so that our early adopters um, started back in March 2020, which also coincided with the with the pandemic. But along the way, we've really been able to put um, the framework that's currently available on the on the website to the test. Really, um, m- almost all of our early adopters now have transitioned to PCEF. Um, we have two more that are, that will be transitioning soon. Um, and they're really kind of testing out the principles. What does it mean to transition to PCEF? How much work does it take? And, um, you know, is the, is the document really something that we should be using or should we be sticking with um, the serious incident framework? Um, we've been looking at kind of the tools, the templates, everything associated um, with it. We've been really testing um, with our early adopters who have been excellent in providing um, feedback and really putting it through the through the paces. So we um we commissioned an independent invest um, independent um, evaluation of um, the early adopter program, and this started in May earlier this year. Um, this was led by Crisp QI, and it really um, was a, a significant piece of work. It, it ha- I think they held over. 50 different interviews with uh, various staff, so early adopters, boards, commissioners, um, stakeholders, um, and so on. It was a significant piece of work, and we really just wanted to understand what do, what does it mean to kind of implement PSERF? What worked well as part of the early adopter program? What didn't? What were the challenges and the benefits? Um, and so we were really trying to really unpick some of those tricky, tricky questions to help inform what the next step should be for PSAF and if and if and what amendments do we need to make to make it more um, applicable when um, put to use when we when we relaunch it. So the the main finding from the evaluation um, was that PSAF is is kind of it, there was there was widespread support for PSAF across um, across our early adopters and those that were interviewed as part of as part of the evaluation. Um, our early adopters described it as being the right thing to do as a breath, as a breath of fresh air and a better way forward. Um, you know, they, they found that um, it enabled them to use their resources in a more effective way uh, and that there was great, greater openness around investigations and that they felt empowered to take local action. So the report that the the, um, the evaluation report, like I said, is a significant piece of work. It's over 100 pages. I won't be able to go through it all in, in a short podcast. Um, but some of the kind of high level kind of details that they found was that um, under PSEF, I think there may be a perception that we're going to be investigating less so that our incident response activity will be reduced. But what we found, as our early adopters had said, that we're actually using the resources in, in, a, in a better way. So incident response activity is actually increasing. So, yes, we're doing fewer investigations. But like Lauren said earlier, we were able to respond using a much broader toolkit to help to help us to learn from patient safety incidents. So our incident response activity is increasing when people are transitioning or when organizations are transitioning to PSERF. When the what the evaluation found as well was that the preparation 
and engagement prior to um, transitioning P- to PCEF is key and that it's it's important to really spend a significant amount of time looking at the processes that you have in place, looking whether or not they meet the standards that we put in place and kind of really looking to see, are we getting learning and improvements out of these kind of systems, out of this kind of incident response system in a way that we've kind of designed within our organisations? So that is really key and that takes a significant amount of time and support. And that is a, you know, a, a huge learning for us nationally to help us put things into place to help organizations through this process when we relaunch the when we relaunch the revised framework. Um, a couple of other important findings from the evaluation um, was that the um, for us nationally, we um, we're going to um, involve kind of do some further stakeholder engagement. So specifically with coroners and um, CQC, but also how important it is to start this engagement locally as well. So working with your local coroner, working with your CQC relationship managers and, and kind of stakeholder engagement within your own organizations as well to really um, let them know what's coming and what um, what PCEF kind of brings. Um, Two final things I think I'll touch on from the um, from the evaluation was around family involvement. So our early adopters did report that um, family in- involvement, they perceived fa- family involvement as in- as improving, which was great. Although as part of the evaluation, we weren't able to fully test it with um, family members. Um, we were we, we kind of set up the mechanisms to be able to do it. But within the time frame, we didn't get any responses back to that. But this is something that we're um, continuing to monitor. Um, and then finally, as well, the, the governance changes that I think um, Lauren has already touched on, um, these were found to be really beneficial. So the, the change from um, the sign off of investigation reports from um, commissioners or ICS as the future to boards, this was found to be this was reported as going well with the majority of our early adopters. So we were really pleased um, to see that. Uh, brilliant. Um, that sounds like that work with early adopters has been incredibly valuable. And you've got a real wealth of information that you can take forward and um, change that introductory version of the piece uh, before you get the final version, which we're going to look to publish in the spring. Can you explain a bit more about what changes people are likely to see in that final version? Yeah, I think um, so. That there are a number of um, pieces of work that we're putting together. I think ultimately we're, we're hoping to kind of really delineate what we mean by preparation, um, what the different stages of preparation are and how we expect um, what what how long we expect that to take to take. So we've kind of divided up this preparation into a few stages. So we have um, the first stage, which talks about kind of getting started. So this is really when you're preparing to prepare in a way you're kind of creating an implementation team and doing some stakeholder mapping. Um, developing communication strategies and so on to really start that engagement work, which is kind of key in kind of helping to helping um, to transition to PCEF. Once you've kind of gone through this kind of getting started phase, which we estimate will take about between one and three months when we um, publish the revised framework, there's a there's a real emphasis then on creating the conditions for success. 
So this is where I, I, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier on where we're really looking at how work is organized and how we currently respond and learn from patient safety incidents. So we want to be able to promote a climate that fosters this just culture. Um, we want to be able to um, conduct a workforce gap analysis, review our training provision, ensure that feedback is sought from those who are affected by patient safety incidents. So from families as well as staff patients. Um, and we want to ensure that we're using kind of systems based tools. So this is kind of a this is quite a significant piece of work to really do this review to ensure that we're not just kind of relabeling processes that we currently have in place, but really reconsidering the structures and that, that we have in place and the processes that we have in place to help us to learn and improve um, following a patient safety incident. So also as part of this phase, we will be kind of defining, defining our um, new governance arrangements um, and we will kind of be going through this po process of where we're creating this kind of where we're looking at which response methods we're going to use to help us learn and improve from patient safety incidents. And this is, I think, quite different. I think Lauren's highlighted this already, that it's quite different to what we do at the moment. There's no longer this threshold, but we're taking a more kind of considered approach in how um, which methods we're using to respond and learn. And we're, we're, we're developing more guidance around this at the moment, which will pop in the preparation um, guide that we're creating. Um, but it's this process of kind of really examining our data to really understand um, the patient safety issues that we have within our organization, but then also kind of assessing how much we know about the contributory factors that underpin these issues and looking at what improvement work or what we're doing at the moment to mitigate these contributory factors. So it's really important to kind of understand kind of what going on within our organizations at the moment and then using this information to, to then inform kind of which methods we're going to use to respond and learn from patient safety incidents because some incidents we'll find actually we're doing a lot of work in this area we have a um, we've done a lot we've done a lot of in investigations in the past we know we understand a lot about the contributory factors we have a huge improvement program underway so if this incident happens in the in when we transition to PCEF, it, it may be that we don't need to fully do a patient safety incident investigation on this method, but there may be other methods that we can use to potentially collect data systematically to feed into improvement programs and so on, where we may find as part of this kind of um, this, re the, this review piece where we're looking at our data that we have incidents where actually we don't understand a lot about the contributory factors. These incidents are quite complex. Um, and we, and th for those incidents, that might be where we decide or we plan to um, respond using uh, a patient safety incidents investigation, which will help us to unpick those complexities and really understand the context within which this type of incident occurs so that so it, 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 I guess rather than having this kind of threshold as if something meets meets the threshold, we investigate it. It's really trying to think about which what incidents would would, a, would an investigation be more appropriate to help us respond and learn. And that is quite tricky. Um, but we've worked really hard with our early adopters to try and understand what this process looks like. And we're, that's part of the thing that we'll be revising in the in the framework that the templates and so on that we'll be putting together will help hopefully make that process a little bit easier. 
So yeah, it sounds like there's a, a lot coming up for for PSurf and um, quite a lot of things for providers to consider. So Lauren, about about that point really, is there anything that providers should be doing now to prepare for the implementation of the new framework? It's a really good point, uh, James, and a question that Tracy and I get asked a lot at the moment. And I think the thing to stress is that there is no expectation um, for anybody to be doing anything now unless you want to, unless you are able to. Like Tracy said, there are lots of updates being made to the documentation that we uh, published previously. Um, so you know, we don't want anybody to be writing plans based on old guidance that will will change. But as we've been talking, there's probably you know lots of areas of work that is happening already within organisations to try and improve how we respond to and learn from patient safety incidents. So where that is happening, there are things that organisations can be doing. So I think the the, the first thing, uh, like I say, if you if you want to, if if uh, if you're working in an organisation at whatever level and you're interested in PISA, if you want to think about how you can help your organisation to deliver this, or if you're at an exec level and do want to try and um, start embedding some of these foundations, a really key thing to do would be to engage with those stakeholders that will be essential as part of your. Uh, PISA preparation and transition. So uh, Tracy mentioned the work that we've got to do nationally with, you know, coroners, uh, CQC, lots of other stakeholders. But I, we can't emphasise enough the importance of local relationships and conversations that happen at a local level. And I think if you start to talk and engage with those people now, uh, rather than waiting for an incident, an incident to happen or an issue to occur where, you know, naturally it's going to feel a little bit more uncomfortable. If you can start having an open conversation with coroners, with CQC about the changes that will be coming, about the, you know, the principles of PSERF, that will probably be really, really helpful because I think understanding is key and making sure everybody feels part of this process. Um, and it's done in a really open and collaborative way. So that would that would be my first point. If you do want to start doing something ahead of spring is to engage, engage with people. Um, there are some other things as well. I think one of the essential things that, you know, it's, it's an expectation of the serious incident framework of duty of candor. It will be an even bigger part of, of peace is how we involve and support those affected by patient safety incidents we've talked today about you know, different responses and how we might apply those but there is an essential question that we always have to ask when there is a patient safety incident particularly where you know there, there has been those notifiable incidents that trigger the duty of candor um, i'm not saying that that's that's the absolute threshold but where that has occurred, there has to be a question about how that patient or family or carers or friends, anybody affected by a patient safety incident wants to be involved and wants to be supported. And those two things are slightly different things. So you can't really define that in advance without asking the question and having that open conversation right at the start of a process. So not waiting till weeks, months down the line. Um, and then informing a patient or family or carer that an investigation or reviews happened and this is the output. 
it's a really early conversation, an open conversation about about an incident that has happened, about any questions they may have, about any practical support needs they may require. And, and that being an absolutely essential part of any type of response, regardless of what method then follows. Um, so that's something that organisations can be doing right now. Um, the other activities that organisations can be undertaking is it links back to the preparation guide that Tracy mentioned before. So we will be talking about the importance of measuring and assessing safety culture and safety climate before you start developing plans and implementing PSEF. Getting the foundations right is absolutely fundamental to making PSEF work. If, if we if we do this in the kind of current context and it still feels like a SIF process, which may or may not feel kind of punitive depending on how you're working. But if it does, we really need to start to change that um, through behaviours, through culture. So starting that work now is a good idea because it takes a long time to make those sorts of changes. But they're really, really important. And the other thing that organisations and NHS staff can be doing is looking at what resource and capacity you have for incident response. So are investigators trained in systems based methods? Um, and that's really key as well. When we say systems based methods, RCA, when done well, is not a terrible tool, but actually it's been used in a very linear fashion, um, often more like an audit, actually, than an investigation. So if organisations want to have a look at their their methods that they are using to respond to incidents, like I say, the, the skills, capacity um, of of their staff undertaking those tasks. That's that's a worthwhile piece of work as well, because it can help you identify the gaps in your current system. And you can refer to the patient safety incident investigation standards to help you identify where there might be. Uh, opportunities for improvement and development within your teams to to help um, to help with responses now, actually, but also to help once once PSERF comes in, because there'll be some more specific expectations about about that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think anybody listening to this will find all of this incredibly helpful. So thank you both uh, for your input here and for sharing that with um, any listeners that we've got. Um, finally, Tracy, have you got any further take home messages for, for people? Yeah, I think um, I guess just to just to reiterate that we are revising the framework that's um, so the, there's documentation available on the NHS England website at the moment in relation to PSERF. Um, that information kind of is re- we've, we've left that up on the website for information only at this point, really, because we have learned so much from our early adopters and we will be revising the, the framework and the associated kind of templates and tools and so on based on that learning from our early adopters. So. Um, so, yeah, the, the expectation is that this new documentation, the revised documentation will be published in spring. So while there are things that you could be doing to prepare for PSERF right now, um, organisations shouldn't feel pressured to start to prepare now. And the expectation nationally is that preparation will start alongside the publication of the revised documentation in spring and that it's not going to be this kind of light bulb moment in spring where we all switch to PSERF. It's going to be this kind of 12 months. We're expecting 12 months of preparation for PSERF before we before organizations start to transition. So 
Um, although we, we don't want to dampen any of the real enthusiasm that's out there and we, and we know that that's there. And like Lauren said, there are some things that organizations can be doing now, but that there's absolutely no pressure to start that until the publication of this revised documentation, um, in springs. And, you know, the, there'll be lots of things that will come from us then that, that will hopefully help, um, with the, um, preparation and transition for PISA based on the learning from our early adopters. So I just wanted to kind of hopefully um, emphasize that a little bit. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks again both. That's been really informative. Um, so yeah, that brings us to the end of our, our podcast. I hope people have uh, found it interesting. If you want to find out more about the PSURF program, we'll be posting updates on the web page on the NHS England website, which you can find by simply Googling PSURF or Patient Safety Incident Response Framework. Uh, and we'll also be posting updates through our Twitter account, our Patient Safety Twitter account, which is at PT Safety NHS. Um, so if you're not already following us, then please do and find out more about PSEF and the rest of the work from the National Patient Safety Team. OK, thank you both again and we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Thank you.